Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris, and today it's co-host Sebastian. Hello there, we're on the air. That we are, and we're just a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fists to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So it's been a couple weeks, Sebastian. How goes it? Ah, pretty good, pretty good. Had a couple busy weeks with you know, hockey and work, and um, you know, obviously we had a a bit of a trend. I'm trying to find the words. Well, really a tragedy. Um, at one of our games with one of our um, players, grandfather's passing away uh, during the game. So that was uh, that was rough for not only the whole team but you know the whole organization. So we went through that and had to postpone a couple games including a game that that was going on, which we were, uh, I think, about 10 minutes in the first period when it all happened. Um, so, you know, we reset, and you know, the guys got together, and we had some grieving counseling happening, and, you know, the team really kind of showed our, our true bond. I mean, I think it was, it was a strong brotherhood already on the team, and I think it just kind of grew from that. And I think kind of everyone responded positively, obviously, once once everything kind of settled down. Um, and then the next weekend, um, you know, hockey never sleeps. And, and the player's grandfather uh, was a huge hockey fan. And every, every one of our hockey games and the you know, family basically just said, keep playing hockey. Like, let's get going. Like, we were going to try to postpone of our games just another day just to kind of have the time. And they said, no, absolutely not. Like, let's just get going. So we we went back at it. And um, our, our head coach is actually away for that the next weekend. So I took over the bench duties and went one for one. We lost a game against Perth where – our guys just kind of got lazy or I just the gas factor, as I call it, just wasn't there for a shift and a half. And, you know, Perth was able to score two quick goals and just kind of drowned us from there and uh, lost that one. And then, you know, had a big bounce back against uh, another another pretty good team out of Westport who came out firing and um, we were able to kind of hold them off and, and ended up winning that game 4-2, which is was pretty cool. It got pointed out to me after that the, the player that his grandfather passed away wears number 42, and, you know, the game was 4-2, and that was the first game back at home since everything happened. So it was kind of cool. The guys responded well, and it was kind of a neat thing for the guys to kind of talk about and, you know, look at it positively. And then, um, you know, just this past weekend, uh, we played in front of a pack house in our empire. Um, Matt Corvette kind of had this idea where, you know, they were donating money to the local high school's prom night. So, you know, 50-50 and all that kind of stuff uh, went towards the prom night. So it was a packed house, and it was just an absolute kind of back and forth game for the first little bit where, you know, they scored first, we responded second period, they scored first, we responded third period, they scored right off the hop and we responded a few minutes later. And then I think just kind of our conditioning and then the guys kind of digging deep, uh, we ended up winning that one. Six, uh, five was the final. So it was, uh, it was a really, really cool game to be part of um, just the, the atmosphere of the crowd and how our boys responded. So uh that's kind of basically what uh, hockey has been like for my few weeks. Uh, hey, how was your trip? Uh, well, my trip was interesting. Sometimes my wife and I do our better research. Sometimes we don't. Going to Rome back in 2015 in the summer was stupid. Going to Portugal in late November is kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and we, when we looked at the weather weeks before, it was nice and warm. It was going to be, okay, this would be a nice escape from the, the cold Danish days we're hitting. Unfortunately, a cold front took over. And we brought shorts and swimsuits. We never used them. <laughs> it was uh, our, our trip in, in 
Fourth of Mayo got canceled, so we just kind of wandered Pharaoh that day, which was still pretty cool. I mean, we did that before in like Oban when I got a trip canceled and the North Seas were too rough, and we ended up at the distillery in Oban. You make the best of it. That's what trips are about. Uh, ultimately, we still had a great, really good trip, and we're glad we uh, managed to make it to Portugal before they started to implement even tougher rules as well. Nobody wants to get into it, but yeah, it's, it's locking down European borders again, which is too unfortunate, but uh, it's kind of the world we live in now. Um, yeah, and I got to watch uh, I watched some of your games there in Portugal, got to see the boys uh, respond, and then saw your games this weekend, and I did catch that Iron Prior game as well. Weirdly enough, the last couple weekends, I've been hitting the games the day after, which is rare, but really, I guess, great because, I mean, it's Monday here, what, December 6th. It's my dad's 71st birthday, so happy birthday, Dad. Yeah, and, uh, happy birthday, um, Father Pigeonhole Podcast. <laughs> Father Pigeonhole Podcast, 71 today. But, yeah, I w- catching these games – the day after they happen is awesome. Uh, last night, in fact, because it's a Sunday and a lot of teams play earlier games on Sunday, I was able to catch uh, the beginning of Northern Colorado and Provo, and I was then able to catch both the Mustangs and Pueblo were playing simultaneously, as long as the Generals and the Black Bears got to watch a lot of those games live. So I just picked the pieces up when uh, you know I woke up this morning and then kind of rounded out the the Generals game and the Eagles game and fun weekends of hockey. Great trip out to Portugal. But yeah, like with that variant slipping around, we canceled our trip to Lithuania. I don't think we're even going to Amsterdam or Berlin now or Finland. We're just playing stuff by ear. I got my booster shot on Friday and uh, my wife gets hers this week. So it's the reality of the world we live in. We're making the best of it. And it's, it's really, truthfully, it's amazing to watch these players hit the ice and be that escape from kind of the, the current conditions of the world. So definitely living vicariously through these uh, players and, and enjoying their games for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely a, a different mindset when you, know, when, you know, it's game day and you go to the rink and you're on the ice and, you know, you start warm up and everything and you just kind of forget everything going on off the ice. So it's, uh, it's definitely been a, a welcome distraction. It has, and uh, and I guess that's what this episode's all about. We're going to go over November's highlights in junior hockey, basically for the games we watch. Uh, and again, anyone who submits their plays, they are considered not guaranteed to be uh, to make the, the top plays of the month, but they would definitely be considered. And I will say before we slip into November's highlight reels, remember players, coaches, owners, parents, fans, if you think there's a highlight we're submitting to the podcast for December's highlight episode that will air in January, send us a DM at PHH official on Twitter and tell us the team, the date of the game, and the exact time on Hockey TV's video time so that we can rank it for consideration. Even if you're one of the teams we normally cover again i can't guarantee i've seen every amazing play that you've had this month also you know if it's not on hockey tv you can always submit where i can watch a free highlight clip or where we can watch free highlight clip so be sure to submit that information so that we can talk about your team and that highlight so that it can be a lot like this episode that we're going to talk about november's highlights from the teams we've been covering yeah and honestly i mean think the easiest way for you know, for, for like you said, if, if people don't, have, if it's like a program that we don't have, or you know, a service that we don't have, or if even just team video that they have on their own, they could always do a screen recording and you know, take it off that way and, and send it in, and that way it's nice and clear for us to see. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because this month, we had about 25 plays that were considered, and they came from the Utah Outliers, Run River Mallards, Provo River Blades, Northeast Generals, Armpire Packers, Carlton Place Canadians, Pebble Bowls, Utica Junior Comets, Brockville Tiki's, and of course, my Ogden Mustangs. But we only voted 12 plays, as there's only going to be 12 plays this month. And you, I, and Ben all basically put in our submissions. Unfortunately, Michelle and Steve, due to their schedules, were unable to review this month's plays. But it had three of us score the plays, and you've seen all 12 plays that are going to be considered the top 12 plays of the month. But you don't know what order they landed in because you don't know how they scored. Exactly. So I'm I'm excited. Um, you know, I, I reviewed the plays again this morning and have them ready to go. And not that it's off the cuff, but, you know, I'll definitely still talk about them and, and rewatch them. And just like most other plays, right, when you're watching something, you kind of pick up on a little thing here and there after you watch it a few more times. So who knows, maybe I'll find something new on it. That's true, and that's what's uh, really, really great about these plays. Even if an amazing play someone made this month didn't make the cut, because, again, if I name the team there, it doesn't mean that any of those teams made the cut. These are the 12 that scored the highest, and that's what we're going to go over. So let's break right into it. Number 12, out of the USPHL, the Rum River Mallards, on 20 November 2021, Noah Heiderscheid. The video time is 59.50. So, Rum River appearing in a showcase game against the Cincinnati Junior Cyclones and find themselves on the penalty kill halfway through the second period when Brandon Waldo from behind the net finds an unprotected Noah Heiderscheid who has to reach back to grab the pass sent behind him, pull it forward between his own legs, gain control, and then patiently, and I say patiently, guide it around the pad of the outstretched Tendi. What a goal. Yeah, like you said, this is just patience at its finest. And, and honestly, if, I, if I'm if i being as honest as I can be, a lot of players today don't really have the patience. Like they they feel like they they need to be rushed or, you know, someone's going to grab the puck off them or whatever. But this is just showing great patience. And, you know, when, when you're patient, sometimes it, it can be an easy, you know, it looks it looks like a great goal, but it could have been a super easy goal for him because he just outweighed everyone else. He did. And again, this wasn't a great pass from Waldo. Regardless, Waldo got it to Heiderscheid. Heiderscheid made the best of it and actually kind of made it a really pretty play and really impressed by this young player. And it won't be the last time you hear his name during this highlight episode. But that said, we're going to break into play number 11 out of the null, the NAHL, the Northeast Generals on 24 November 2021. The player is Colin DeYoung. The video time is 1.02.45. With his team up one nothing halfway through the first, while visiting Maine, a Nordiques forward blasts one from the blue line off the backboards and to thread on the opposite side. This is a pretty common play you see in hockey where they don't necessarily shoot at the net, but they're shooting for that rebound play to see who's paying attention and who's not. But basically, one of the main forwards quickly backhands one towards the net, but the sick right leg pad of the young is quick to respond and it climbs a sure goal to keep his team up one nothing. Yeah, and honestly, uh, just rewatching the highlight, like I said, I'll, I'll pick up a few more things as we go. Good thing he was ready in that because his defense really didn't react too quickly to that puck coming off those boards. And it's like the Nordique, like you said, it was a set play. They knew where it was going. So that's a great reactionary save. Yeah, I, w- I was really impressed with that because if I was in that, I would have gotten scored on. <laughs> um, so uh, the young is a far better goaltender than I. But any of these goaltenders I'm about to list are playing junior hockey because – they're actually competent. I can't say I am. Uh, so number 10, the EOJHL's Carlton Place Canadians. There you go, buddy. On 13 November 2021, speaking of goaltenders, Jackson Pundick is a player. The video time is 253.50. So 
Athens down by one while visiting your Carlton Place Canadians and is on the power play running what I call an excellent cycle with just over five minutes remaining in the game when a pass comes in off the blue line to waiting arrows forward on the side of the net. Jackson Pundick reads the play and slides across to just to the shot. I will say transformer style, ultimately robbing the Athens forward of a tying goal with his paddle. And then he detransforms and looks a lot like me in that for the next 10 seconds as he's trying to readjust, uh, but no shots break through. But that save, though, was sick. Oh, this honestly one of the best saves I've ever seen live. And honestly, it was the Athens player had all the, you know, the patience in the world. He, he takes it and just waits a second and honestly had all the top of the net. And, you know, Puns just sticks his stick up and, just absolutely robs the guy. And just where I was on the bench, I couldn't quite see what was going on because there's a tr- there's traffic. And all I hear is just a puck hitting, you know, that, that paddle of a stick. Yeah. And the puck bouncing out. And I just, I, I literally just looked down at the bench to so the guys I could see what was going on. And their reaction, I was like, okay, I just missed something unreal. So, you know, the minute, you know, we, we ended up winning that game. And the minute I get off the ice, I was like, yeah, like our video coach was like, oh, great game. And I was like, no, no, like you need to show me that save right now. Like I'm not waiting. <laughs> and I watched it and I was like, holy geez, man, like. For a 16-year-old, this kid's a stud. Yeah, and you, you hear the bench respond on that. And you, you actually kind of hear, because this isn't one of the games where you had a commentator, and so you could actually hear what was happening on the ice, which I'm learning through watching a lot of junior games, because I do watch a lot. Even if you're not one of these teams that, that made this podcast and you're not one of the teams you normally cover, it doesn't mean I'm not watching the VIJHL or the SJHL or the MJHL. I, I watch a lot of hockey, and... This one was one of the games that didn't have a commentator, so you could hear the things on the ice. Normal background noise in my house, FYI. And, yeah, it was just you heard the boys respond on the bench because I truthfully wasn't watching at that moment. But I heard the bench response. So I'm like, pause what happened. I rewind it. I'm like, oh, like Transformer. That's that's what I said at the time. I'm like, it's like he transformed. He wasn't normal, like goalie shape, goalie style. It was just kind of one of those things where he just had to adjust and just rob the arrows forward of the shot. Yeah, absolutely. It was literally like he adjusted to make the save. The guy tried to wait him out, did basically, shot it, and then he just readjusted and made that save. And like I said, it was just one of those things where I didn't quite get to see what was going on, but once I watched the replay, I was like, wow, okay, yeah, like, good for you. Yeah, that was a beauty. Moving on now, we got number nine out of the USPHL's Provo River Blades, 20 November 2021. And no, this is not Patrick Colburn, surprise. And this is actually going to be Yuri Yushikov, and the video time is 159.55. So, with the last minute of play underway in Las Vegas and his team down 2 nothing, Yushikov grabs the bouncing puck in the neutral zone, passes it off the boards to himself while getting around a Vegas defender, then storms towards the net, dances the puck around yet another defender, and then puts it past the goalie to put his team within one. What a beauty. Yeah, again, like you said, that was just one of those plays that like, I was watching it and scrolled through it, and I was like, damn, like, that's a hockey player. Yeah, it was, that was a that was a really pretty play, and I will say that's not the last time you hear Yushikov's name on this uh, highlights episode either. No big deal. <laughs> I tell you what, the kid had a couple amazing plays this month. But that said, we're going to move into number eight out of the EOJHL's Arm Prior Packers on 30 October 2021. And yes, people, there are plays from the 30th and the 31st of October. Actually, there's five plays that make it onto the November highlight episode because I wasn't able to get to those games for the November episode. So these plays actually qualify for this episode. And this is off of the save of Jet Miller, and the video time is 2:59:30. 30 
So tied at one with just a few minutes remaining in the game, an arid puck bounces over the stick of an arm prior defender, and a Carlton plays forward streaks away towards the net. He jukes and jives, but Jet Miller outplays him in the chess match and lunges with the glove and leg pad to deny the potentially game-winning goal. This was wicked. And I'm sorry, Carlton, please. No, it was absolutely it was it was a great save. Jet's a great kid, great hockey player, great goalie. And I've always told our guys, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna beat him, it's gotta be something good. And that was a great move. And uh, I think he made a great save and, you know, good on his defenseman to come in and bear that puck under his back after because it, it kind of it squeaked up a little bit. But that was just honestly like nothing to take away from Jet as a goalie, but like great save. And then for me, as, as uh, I've always been, I've been a defenseman. I, I, I played defense most of my life. What a play by the defenseman as well. But I mean, Jet's a great goal and we know that. And we, we never go in there thinking it's going to be an easy night. We know Jet's always going to stand on his head. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been pretty impressed with this play so far. But speaking of great goalie saves, we're going to move into number seven, the USPHL's Rum River Mallards. Again, 20 November 2021. The goalie is Zach Dodson. The video time is 143.10. With his team down by, let's just say, too many, to the Utica Junior Comets in a showcase game with just under eight minutes remaining, Rum River finds itself killing a five-on-three when Dodson is tracking the play moving from left to right and is sliding to the clearly exposed player on the deep side of his net, I would say cheating a little bit, when the point man actually rips a stinger of a shot and Dodson has to stop his right leg momentum. And I will say that's tough, to stop the momentum when, when you know where the threat is you're cheating a little bit to stop the play, and then the point guy just decides to rip one, and he ripped one, I would say, perfectly placed. But that said, Dodson drops to the full splits and robs the guaranteed goal with either, I would say, the tip of his left pad or his left skate blade. I, I really couldn't tell. I slowed it down multiple times, but there wasn't much left to rob him with. And that was an impressive save alone. But this causes the puck to actually bounce about a foot in the air, at which time the Comet's attacker takes quick advantage of the puck and slaps it out of the air to the yawning cage. But again, somehow Dodson falls backwards to snatch the puck off the goal line with his pad on glove. This is simply unreal. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is, one, a great shot by that defender, uh, perfectly placed. It's either going in or, you know, he's kicking at a rebound and, you know, option B worked for him, got a great rebound. But that's rebound save. I mean... I think, and again, this isn't me going at goalies, but I think, you know, for everybody, you got to be lucky to be good, and you got to be good to be lucky, and <laughs> this is what happened here. I mean, puck bounces up in the air, and next thing you know, he's got it. I mean, what a great save, um, and way to stick with it, because, you know, a lot of kids, when that puck bounces up, and he's already made this great save, and he's completely out of position, it's hard to battle back, and that's what he does. Well, I would say in his case, he was good enough to be lucky there, because, I mean... I thought that puck was over the line. You can't really tell, and that's why they, they had the striped shirts there on the ice. But he must have absolutely robbed him because there was really not any contention there by Utica. And what a great play there by Dodson. That was just sick. So that takes us actually into number six, where there's actually a player that scores a goal. This is out of the USPHL's Utah Outliers on 24 November 2021. The player is Parker Williams. The video time is 129.15. With his team up one nothing, nearly halfway through the second period to visiting Provo, Cern finds Parker Williams at the blue line, and Williams cuts in towards slot, cuts around a D-man, and his momentum actually pulls him behind the net, but he forces his way back to the front, spins in front of the goalie to go backhand to protect the puck from the other Provo defender, all while controlling the puck and then lifting it high glove side. This, again, is all patience and skill. Yeah, this was nasty. Like you said, it's, it's all patient skill and, and, and kind of going with the flow because, like you said, you know, the speed kind of takes him behind the net and then he just wraps around and, and just scores an absolute beautiful goal. 
Yeah, and, and I could be completely wrong here. We are recording this on December 6th, but I think Parker Williams is Utah's leading scorer right now, and you see a goal like this, and you're not surprised. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things where, you know, when a player like that scores this kind of goal, it's kind of no no pressure on the kid. You're not going to say expected from him now, but you're also not super surprised when you hear his name attached to a goal like this. No, and so that takes us into the top five plays of the month, and this will take us back into the USPHL. And again, the Rum River Mallards, they made a bunch of appearances this month. And this play was on 6 November 2021, and again, Noah Heiderscheid. The video time is 59.55. With time ticking down in the first period between the Mallards and the visiting Mullets, Heiderscheid picks up a loose puck in his defensive zone and storms down the ice. After crossing the blue line, he dips around one defender and into the slot, then slips in front of the attendee and then pops the bottle with a beauty of a backhand to give his team the one goal lead. Yeah, this is this is just one of these goals where you know we get caught facing the wrong way and you get a front row seat of you know yourself getting absolutely dangled and then you know your goaltender getting absolutely dangled. So you know, what just an absolute great skill and speed goal here by run river and you know it's one of those goals where as, as a coach kind of give a little cheer and you know the boys are pretty fired up not only because you take the one goal league but because you know you just saw a highlight real goal yeah and again that's uh, the second appearance for Heiderscheid on this uh, on this episode that'll take us to number four and we're going to stay in rum river but this is going to be on 30 october 2021 and it's going to be a save and it's by connor carroll the video time is 103 45 with his team down 2 nothing late in the first, the Wisconsin Rapids River Kings skate into the Ozone, threatening yet again. Connor Carroll makes the first save, but a rebound bounces juicily towards another threatening River Kings attacker. But Carroll leaps back and goes paddle down to rob the River Kings of a sure tap-in. Yeah, and again, this is just one of those saves where, you know, you make that first save and you're hoping your defensemen are there to clear any rebounds and... Didn't quite happen for him, and then he just absolutely, you know, just stretches out and, and makes a great save. It's one of those saves where, you know, you look up in the sky as soon as it happens because, you know, you're, <laughs> you know, you've got however many inches of net is, and, you know, he, he hit him right in the paddle. So just like that save when we talked about Puds earlier, you know, when he makes that that paddle save, it's one of those saves where it hits the stick and you're like, really, are you kidding me? Yeah, it was, I love those saves. As a goalie, those are the ah, when you hear him hit your paddle and they haven't gone in, that's eh, a good feeling, and it's actually a lot more skill and. There's a lot involved with dropping back in that position with those types of pads on. I would say some of it's skill, a lot of it's youth. I do that now. <laughs> I'm going to tear something. Be out for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, I'm out for the rest of the season if I make that save. <laughs> Carol, on the other hand, keeps playing. And that takes us into number three, the USPHL and the Provo River Blades. Another repeat player here. This is the 21st of November, 2021, and it's Yuri Ushikov. The video time is 18.05 because I think uh, they were a little bit late with recording this game. But his team is down 3 nothing, Las Vegas, and it's on a power play. Yuri Yushikov takes the puck deep in his defensive zone, streaks down the right side of the ice through two defenders, cuts towards the slot at the blue line, and looks to split the D. But instead, cuts back to the right, gets around a D-man who's whacking at a stick, but he still gets a shot off going high blocker side. This was a beauty, and I tell you what, flip the side of the ice to the left side, and you can call this kid Yuri Ovechkin. Yeah, this was, again, high, high skill, high, high speed. Like, just, I mean, the confidence in the kid alone just to do what he just did. Um, yeah, I get you're on a power play, but usually you got, you know, guys being, you know, protecting the middle of the ice pretty well on a PK, and he literally attacks them right in a strong point and you know, comes out with a goal. So this is, this is just a 
a nasty goal. Like, you know, this is one of the ones to me stood out. It's just a player who was just high skill, being able to use, you know, his skill at a high speed. And when you send this to me, I was like, absolutely, this is the highlight of the month. Yeah, it was a beauty, but actually it placed third between all of our scoring. So we're going to go into the top two plays of the month at number two. USPHL's Utah Outliers, 31 October 2021. Yes, Halloween night, or I guess Halloween day. And this player is Garrett Alderman. Video time is 2:51:25, And I will say it is Halloween, and this is scary stuff indeed. Uh, a nightmare, actually, in the minds of opposing forwards. While approaching the halfway mark of the third period during a matinee game on Halloween, and with his team holding a 3-0 lead to the Northern Colorado Eagles, they happen to be on a penalty kill. The Utah Outliers tendy Garrett Alderman literally had me saying holy what the is happening holy what and i will edit all that out but holy what was happening there and actually this is all happening while the eagles broadcaster brendan price was nearly left speechless which you know i guess speechless for brendan that said noko takes the face off and starts a clean cycle spreading out and then out of the slot, a player passes, and let's just say player one launches a beauty of a one-timer, which easily could have been a goal, to the left side. It was a hard save, but he stopped with his leg pad through traffic, but then proceeds to stop two immediate rebound attempts, and the puck winds up on the right side of the net. Then he launches out the leg pad again and robs another Eagles attacker. Then he's on his back as bodies are flying everywhere at this point, and one of the defenders actually stops a shot with his chest, then at least one other rebound, if not two, because I really tried to slow it down, but it's at least one, if not two, are stopped by Alderman before the threat leaves his own. I will say just unreal. And seriously, his wild saves didn't stop there for Alderman. He had a few more this game as he posted a 37 save shutout. And man, did he earn this one on the road. Yeah, this was I watched it a few times. I didn't figure out how many saves he made in this you know, 14 second clip you sent me. Um, and, and he's just, you know, he's all over the place, but in a good way, like he's controlled, but also kind of chaotic and just making all these saves. And then, you know, like you said, the defenseman blocks a shot. And if I'm him, it's not one of those things where you thank your defenseman. It's like, I just made, you know, 30 saves in a four second span. Thank you for blocking one shot for me. Yeah. Um, but no, and, and like you said, it's, it's, it was chaotic around the net too. Cause it's kind of like the entire PK just kind of collapsed and let him on an Island to dry basically. And he did a great job. I was literally shouting obscenities at the TV and just amazement of just what was happening there. And, and, and Brendan's reaction was, if anyone has hockey TV, just pull that up again, 250-125 on Halloween day. Unreal. Even Brendan's response is there. But this leads us into clip number one of the month, as voted by the three of us. And this is on the EOHHL's Carlton Place Canadians. And we're going to go back to 30 October 2021. And your player is Grady Logue. The video time is 3.06.25. It's Halloween weekend, and the Packers and Canadians enter overtime at 1-1. Then, something wicked this way comes. That would be the CCM stick of Grady Logue. He takes the puck from deep in the defensive zone, charges all the way down the ice, around a defender, and then picks his poison. Low glove side, popping the bottle, and sending his team trick-or-treating down the ice for a 2-1 overtime victory. Yeah, this was, I mean, not, I wouldn't say it's a little bit of bias, like I... But to me, I say it's almost it is a little bit biased because I was I saw this live. So it didn't matter if what bench I was on or I was in the stands. This goal was phenomenal. Like he takes a little, a little shovel pass in, you know, inside our blue line, 
carries it down, and the only way I can describe this goal, and it's one of my favorite goals I've ever seen, is the Bobby Ryan goal in the playoffs where he takes the guy inside it out, and the guy has the guy goes one way, and then he takes him the other way, and then the guy goes that way, and he takes him back the other way, and then scores. It was literally a carbon copy of that goal where he goes, you know, he goes outside, and the guy steps outside, and he goes inside on him and basically just loses him and then pops the bottle right off the net for an OT winner goal. I, I had never seen a goal live like that before, and it was absolutely phenomenal. And I, I still remember um, we were kind of talking about what players we're going to send out in the next shift, and Grady goes, I'll go score. So I said, okay, like, go prove it. And he goes and scores <laughs> that goal, and as soon as he comes over, he goes, that good enough for him? I said, that was, that was much better than I expected. Um, you know, it, it's, I mean, dances the defenseman, and you can't blame the defenseman either. Guy's just got a high skill. Dances the defenseman and just puts a perfect shot where, you know, basically no one can grab it. So this was just... Even rewatching when you sent me the highlights and I rewatched this goal, I was just like, wow, I forgot how great of a goal that was. And, uh, you know, he had a pretty big celebration that went all the way back down to our end. And I just shows the excitement that, you know, our team has for A, winning hockey games, but B, just the high level skills some of our players have. And it was, it was honestly like, you know, you know no pun intended. I know it's Halloween weekend, but it was a treat to watch. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like we all vote on these to eliminate the bias because I'm going to be very biased if you couldn't tell by the Garrett Alderman saves. <laughs> We're all going to be a little bit biased to different things. I'm always going to be biased towards saves or honestly to my Ogden Mustangs, which if you listen to these highlights, Ogden, Northern Colorado and Pueblo did not cracked the top 12 this month we had a top 16 last month all those teams were in it but again i try to split the highlights between saves and goals so there were six saves six goals so we had a top 12 this month and we have the bias but that's why we vote if you want to know both you and ben scored this play by grady Logue the highest ben when i submitted the things to him he just came back these are my scores and i'm like oh wow he scored that one number one and both you did both of you thought that was the the highlight of the month. Me, on the other hand, I actually scored Alderman saves number one. But when you look at all of our total scores based off of everyone's opinions, this is how they played out one through 12. And it was a great goal. It was a dramatic goal. It, having it being overtime winner the way it was, it was just it stood out. And it was it was a beauty of a goal. But again, the, the bias is going to exist. And that's why we all vote. And that said, this ended up being the play of the month by by Grady there. And really, it is a tragedy what happened there weeks later after this goal, knowing that happened in the you know, had family there watching that game. What a what a goal. It stood out for the reason it stood out. It was a beauty, like you said, a Bobby Ryan-style goal, and, and you can't blame Jet there. I would have gotten destroyed on that goal. At least Jet had a chance. I wouldn't have. That was just that was a beauty. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said before, every time we go into games, I remind our guys that you know Jet can seal a game at any time, and he is a very good goalie. And even the defenders, like, they're, they're a great team. It's just, just one of those moments where – Everything kind of lined up perfectly for Grady to do that kind of quick dipsy duel. Had the you know defenseman kind of leaning back on his skates a little bit, and you know in overtime and it's normal. It's three on three, so you know you're kind of the pressure's there, and just you know puck bounces the right way, and we get the puck out and go. So you know all in all, there was you know it was a great goal and it was a great game. I mean it was one one going in overtime, so it was a, it was a tight game the whole way through. But like you said, it was you know for Grady like you know his family was there, and you know the tragedy did happen, and you know, we all. We're all shaken by it, and you know we all kind of grew together as a family by it. And I got to know the Logue family a little bit more after everything had happened. And you know they're great people, and it makes sense why you know they have such a, a great son and you know brother and nephew and all that kind of stuff. You know he, he's a really great kid, and I'm happy he got you know the highlight of the month. And at the end of the day, I, I watch this kind of stuff at practice almost every day. So it, it is kind of it's nice to watch, but at the same time, it's it's not shocking 
that it happened just because, you know, we, he is a high school forward. And now I've been with him for two weeks. He's been playing junior A as a call-up. And having, I think, three goals at this point called off for different reasons. Finally got his first point. So, you know, the boys are really happy for him. And things, obviously, you know, it, things didn't go as planned on that night. But now we've all kind of mourned and moved forward in a positive light. And they have always said, you know, he's... Uh, Dwayne was very much a fan of baseball, which Logan is a really good baseball player as well, and a fan of hockey. So kind of the show must go on. You know, we now put a jersey on his seat when we're at home games, and we know, we know that he's still there, and, and Logan was still there. So it's uh, it was a tragedy, and I, and I think that the hockey community, the sports community, really in all of Ottawa, and, and lost you know a great fan and a great person. I think the boys responded well, and you know everyone's healing in, in different ways, but healing positively. So it's uh, things are getting better around the rink, and obviously for the Logan family as well. And like you said there, I mean, he, he got to see that great goal live um, and like the show goes on and he got to see that. It was a gorgeous goal. And like you said, you get to see all that stuff in practice all the time. Obviously, his skill and talent's been recognized where he's moved up to junior A. And that's awesome. And honestly, it was a great play. And that's, I think, why both of you scored it so high. I had it scored high, but, you know, I'm a goalie. So all yeah, my, my bias for <laughs> goals will always be above goalies. Sorry, goalies. <laughs> And my bias for goaltending saves will always be above goals. But, so uh, really, Ben's kind of our, uh, our momentum breaker there. He's the guy in the middle. So <laughs> He really is. And I know if Michelle had more time, she would have submitted her scores and Steve as well. You know, both of them were able to get back to me and said, we just don't have the time. And that's fine. That's it's why we have five of us on this podcast, because none of us all have the time to uh, to meet up time zones and, and work schedules and such. And that we're all massively passionate hockey fans. And, and this is why we do what we do. And again, you guys like these plays. I do want to remind you, players, coaches, owners, parents, fans, if you think there's a highlight we're submitting this month in December as it's going on, send us a DM. Again, Hockey TV, uh, video time, the date of the game, the team, and it will be uh, submitted for consideration. We love watching these highlights. I love seeing what these players are doing, and we, we definitely want to highlight excellent skill and give some attention to some really, really talented players across these leagues. I think it was a really successful um, month of hockey. Really fun to watch. I'm really excited for what December has to bring. I know it's going to get kind of quiet towards the the holiday season there, and I'm going to be finding any hockey I can to watch as teams wind down for their holiday breaks. But that said, we do want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at PHH Official to let us know what you think. And also be sure to comment and share any upcoming games or hockey news we should cover in a future podcast. This was Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and Sebastian. Thanks for listening. And remember, always clear your crease.